0: hope that doesn't become our thing. I, I was kind of going to want to make it our thing. Uh, I thought we were going to do Topher and Ronnie.
1: Oh, Topher and Ronnie. Yeah. I think we should just go back and forth. So we get three identities and we can just switch back and forth. Depending. Yeah. We should probably use our true names when we're interviewing people. But Uh-oh. the other episodes, anything else. <laughs> do you know what's funny? So, uh, unrelated to anything at all, when I'm writing up our episodes on the blog, i um, I say we, us, me, like, you know, I use yeah. that. But when I'm writing the descriptions for the actual episodes, I always write Aaron and Chris in third person.
0: Yeah, and I've just followed suit with you doing that.
1: Well, I kind of feel like the description of the episodes that are on the podcast platforms, people might wander into that. But if they're on our site reading our blog, they're probably already somewhat familiar with us. Right, those. right. So, uh, when, so. Listeners, if you're reading our blog, that's that's us talking directly to you. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. esotericofthepodcast.com.
1: I love my fans like Arnold Palmer loves golf. Yeah, which uh, was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to do that for now on too. Identify
0: segues. <laughs> Identify Go. all segues must be identified. Am I supposed to shake this thing? So. No. Oh. I love how he laughs.
1: So our uh, esoteric beverage tonight is a uh, Tall Boy. What's is it? Oh, it's Arizona from Arizona Tea. This is the uh, half and half, iced tea and lemonade, strawberry flavored. I feel like that's yeah. thirds.
0: Yeah. Well, the 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 esoteric part is the strawberry because Arnold Palmer half and half is like.
1: That's the thing? Yeah, that's like a thing. Okay. But like
0: the strawberry, I, I haven't heard of the strawberry before. At least the grocery store I used to work in didn't carry it. Okay. This is, this is definitely a convenient store beverage.
1: Yeah. As we mentioned in the previous episode with the whole pandemic 2020, we're limited. We actually did uh, make an excursion to go to a local Brazilian supermarket to try to get some um, what would be for us esoteric beverages straight yeah. from Brazil. And I know for a fact because I've shopped there. That they have some strange stuff
0: yeah we we're we we're about an hour too late yeah because they get distracted by things today by Greg Proops
1: by Greg Proops yes mm-hmm. that Greg Proops he's yes. a distractor
0: which I think you guys heard last week
1: and if you didn't check it out yeah. we get this whole like side hustle going famous folks
0: yeah which there should be an episode coming let's try this beverage yeah anyway we, can, we have time to plug at the end of the episode
1: so you're saying no? Don't shake.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's tea. It's not carbonated, but like I don't know with cans anymore. Okay.
1: Well, it's pretty satisfying for a non-carbonated. All right. You want to sniff the can
0: or you want to wait? Well, I'm not sniffing the can. Okay. <laughs> I'll oh. I'll just I'll sniff the the cup.
1: Yeah, I made you sniff the last bottle because it was so bad. Yeah. It was cloying. I like them so i want to know when they stopped making 12 ounce cans of stuff this is part of the reason why we have an obesity problem in america do you really need a tall boy
0: of lemonade versus beer probably better to have lemonade well
1: yeah but any i mean really like look at that is, is this one serving i bet you it's not it do you probably know is. do you know how many servings are in this can Four. Three. Oh. So, if you look at... I have to take my glasses off for this. If you're concerned about your caloric intake, it says amount per serving 50. But there's three servings, so there's 150 calories, which I feel is like not a lot.
0: It's not. How much sugar is in there? Sodium. Uh,
1: Zero sodium. Okay, well. Uh, total carbohydrates is five percent. Fourteen grams of sugar. So there's actually
0: this. this actually doesn't sound that bad. Forty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're destroying your case. And you right get
1: seventy-five percent of your RDA of vitamin C. So um,
0: never mind. So let's enjoy a healthy beverage. <laughs> Here you go, uh, Arnold in Palmer. A
1: large quantity.
0: Well, think it's just tea.
1: It's just it's well, water it, it's, and tea leaves. It's not just tea. It's half and half. It's tea and lemonade.
0: Oh, that strawberry is strong.
1: Mmm. Says a strawberry bouquet.
0: That's <laughs> a fruit. It's, it's a, a fruity fruit. bouquet.
1: All right. Mm, here we go. Mmm. Doesn't taste as much strawberry as I would have imagined.
0: Mmm. But I like that.
1: I will say, the half and half with the lemonade, it does seem to mellow out the tea. Mm. Even though, like, lemonade's fairly
0: acidic. Yeah, it, it kind of works well. It balances out um, pretty well. Uh, the tea is mm. there, but it doesn't doesn't stand out. My only problem...
1: I have noticed this with uh, iced teas before, is I, I have a strong desire to quaff. If um, there's no...
0: Oh, I forgot what the word meant. <laughs> if yes, there's, um we went over this.
1: When, when there's no carbonation
0: to slow me down. Um... For those at home, quaff uh, is to open your mouth and take in a mass amount of something.
1: Nice. No Sorry, I got distracted. But, uh...
0: <laughs> so, uh, Arnold Palmer... Half and half strawberry. Um, what do you think? What are you going to give it? Hmm.
1: I would put this probably at about a seven and a half. And I would go higher. Just iced tea is really usually not my bag. Um, um But I like
0: it. I'm going to go 8-1. 8-1. 8-1 is pretty good. I don't know if I'd get it again if I was thirsty. But it's uh, it's up there.
1: Yeah, I I feel like uh, if I was in the mood for an IC, I'd probably just go with the uh, age old Lipton. But um, I'm liking this, and I, I like the strawberry. Yeah, I get brisk. Wish I I think it's Lipton. I'm not yeah, sure. it might be. So good job, Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Okay, today's album uh, we are listening to "Singing Bones," which is the sixth album from husband and wife duo the Handsome
0: Family. Oh, so kind of like. The White Stripes, but not.
1: Yeah, although they never pretended to be anything other than uh, husband and wife, because I know Jack and them (laughs) pretended to be brother and sister. Um, Yes, uh, Brett and Rennie Sparks uh, formed the Handsome Family in Chicago. Uh, They've been around for a few years. Um, The album that we're listening to is from 2003. Um, Yeah, the band formed in 1993. So I first became aware of the Handsome Family... Uh, they were involved with uh, Jim White. Uh, had a movie made, it was a documentary about um, the South and the Wrong Eyed Jesus album uh, mm-hmm. that the BBC produced. And the Handsome Family was featured in that. And I really dug them. They only had one song, which is actually not on this album, um, but it's a really cool song. So I started listening to them. Uh, they got some fame in 2016. No, not so. I'm sorry. In 2014, uh, when the first season of True Detective used uh, Far From Any Road as the theme song. So That's you might cool. recognize that. That they got a lot of got a lot of play. Okay. Um, I can tell you that uh, my son does not like this album. Uh, he's got strong opinions about it. I tried to get him to come down and join us um, to weigh in on it, but he, he wasn't game. <laughs> So the first track is called The Forgotten Lake. So let's uh, give that a spin. Come with me to the Forgotten Lake Where covered wagons And the wings of missing planes
0: So this is definitely uh, different than some of the other music that we've listened to on the show before and uh it's a a nice little change up um the the deep voice i like a lot oh my
1: god i love that voice i I don't know what it i think it's partly because it's it just sounds nice but um again you know i know i've said multiple times i'm no singer or musician but if i I, I, I do know that if i were to sing (laughs) i would sing in a deep register so like i can i sound okay to myself singing along to these songs yeah i like that um i will say that one of the most beautiful instruments in my opinion is the steel pedal guitar oh yes i just love it
0: love it so sweet this song's
1: like a dreamy quality Mm. too that i like absolutely um so they're sort of uh it's a blend of traditional country and bluegrass they're part of uh, what I would consider alt country. Is I'm not a huge country fan, and every time I say that, I I feel like I need a caveat because I listen to a lot of what would be considered country music. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of contemporary country. Like, um, I don't. I can't even think of the top of my head of any of the shit that they put out right now. Yeah,
0: I hate that too. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> not a fan of any of that.
1: But stuff right. like the Handsome Family. Uh, 16 horsepower um, or if you want to go back to like Johnny Cash or uh, Hank Williams like I, mm-hmm. I dig that um, Merle Haggard I could go on yeah um, I'll stop
0: I could go on <laughs> but I won't
1: but I won't so the next track is Gale with the Golden Hair Gale and I shot our So it starts off nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I and Gail, mm-hmm. sitting in the desert, drinking some beers, sitting on their car, and then she goes crazy and runs away, screaming into the night, never to be found again.
0: And that's the story. But that's the <laughs> story. I don't know why it... And, and, like, not even close, but, like, this vibe reminds me of a song that my sixth grade teacher made us listen to. It's called Patches. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember... Who the artist was, but essentially w- what happens with the song is he's like madly in love with this woman, and then uh, her parents are like, "You guys can't date anymore." Um, so then she kills herself, and cool. then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill myself too," and then they both kill themselves.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, I gotta figure out who sings that. The sixth grade teacher made
1: you listen. Yeah, yeah, she so, did. Were you guys reading like Romeo and Juliet at the N- time? Or?
0: Not even close. We were. Um, we were actually studying. Uh, decades different decades so we were okay. we'd be going through like 30s 40s and 50s and this, we finally get to the 60s and she brought in a bunch of the records that she had because mm-hmm. she was I think at the time in her 50s so that would have been um, she think she was born in the late 50s or something like that at the time that was the age range so um, she brought in a bunch of her records and that's one she had like I remember, we listened to one. And it was like an awful cracked record. Everyone's like, "Can we change it? Listen to something else?" She goes, "That's my dad singing to my mom. We're gonna to listen to the whole thing all the way through." And We're like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> right. um, but anyway, that's like it, it. sounds a lot like that song uh, to me, which I thought was funny. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Well, that was uh, that was Gail with the Gail with the. I'm sorry. Go, oh, Gail with the golden hair. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh, the next song. Is twenty four hour store. Hmm. So let's listen to that. Oh, no one hears the singing bones, and no one sees
0: the crying nose. Theremin.
1: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Like, I think, for me, that's a measure of how cool a song is. If, oh, yeah. If you hear some theremin going If you on use some
0: there. esoteric instruments, I think so. Yeah. It took us a second to figure out if it was a singing saw or not from, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did, Neutral um, Milk Hotel. Yeah.
1: But that was definitely a theremin.
0: Yeah. No, that was fax a theremin. I'm going to use uh, millennial slang. It was <laughs> fax <facts> a <laughs> theremin. So, cool, so I kind of picture, like, a haunted Walmart Walmart. Exactly. So you mean like right now with COVID? Or? Well, maybe not right now when you're listening to this, but... <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's interesting, actually. I, I think listening to this album in juxtaposition to other albums that we've listened to this season. So we have um, bands that are emo, singing about um, love or emotional states from their own point of view. Yeah. Uh, then we've had some more, um, you know... Jumping back to Neutral Milk, where you you've got a band whose lyrics are completely um, undecipherable for the most part. One hundred percent thing, except for Anne Frank. Yes, uh, and then we have an album here where it's it's stories. Yes, like you could interpret what's going on behind it if you really want to, but basically right. it's pretty cut and it's a it's a ballad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so this next song. Uh, Is one of my all-time favorite songs I love this song and I'm gonna tell you right now uh, that before the next camping trip whether it be summer camp or or a weekend outing um, you need to learn the guitar on this so that you and I can bust this out uh, because my son hates this song with such a passion okay it's unbelievable and I love I love it it's a great song this is called um, bottomless hole um, about a bottomless hole Okay, And I do see this is the first song that I've seen on Genius that somebody has attempted to annotate the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though the meaning is often debated, it is speculated that the song tells the tale of a man addicted to drugs and his struggles with said drugs. Uh, I I think simply uh, the song is about obsession. Yeah. Whether that be an addiction or um, physical or mental, it's about obsession. Gotcha. gotcha. So uh, let's listen to Bottomless Hole. Let's do it.
0: We've been filling it with garbage as long
1: as you could count kitchen scraps and then tractors broken down but never did I hear So I I do um, think this is more about obsession yeah than no, for
0: sure for sure
1: I like that creaky sound that's in there hmm. um, it sounds to me going with the imagery of the song like um, I, I don't know you, the, the wooden pulley system you would use if you were lowering a tub down Okay. and it creaking as the, the weight of the tub and the person goes further and further down yeah sure Okay. <laughs> until he cuts himself loose
0: falls and falls, and falls, and falls.
1: Uh, Nick hates that song mostly because it doesn't rhyme That's his big beef with it.
0: Nick doesn't listen to good music then. (laughs)
1: No, he doesn't. I I would concur with that. Um, He's got limited um, taste. Limited. He'd probably argue against that. (laughs) So that was uh, bottomless hole. Uh, Our next song is probably uh, their best known.
0: This is on the detective show.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, Far from any road, Ah. and it was the theme song for the first season of True Detective.
0: Just the first season?
1: Yeah. um, It's an anthology show, so each season is a completely different story with different characters. Yeah. Um, So this was in the first one, so um, most people have probably, um, if they're not familiar with the song, have at least heard it. Right. Okay. Cool. So here is uh, Far From Any Road. From the dust So there's an interesting backstory to this song, hmm. which I wasn't aware of. Uh, apparently, they're singing about this mysterious cactus that blooms once every ten thousand years, and if you look at it, you go crazy. But you look at it anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: it, that reminds me almost of uh, Lot's wife in uh, that thing, because they're like, "Don't look back," and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm looking back." Turn it into a pillar of salt, and it makes sense. So, I mean, they
1: use this in True Detective, which was about you know the the whole idea of obsession. Um, detectives obsessing over maybe their more personal issues rather than a sense of right and wrong. Right. Um, and somebody out in the at the desert um, going crazy. Hmm. And they also mentioned uh, in here, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, where was it? There's a line, uh, I came walking with the wind to catch the cactus bloom. Uh, Rennie Sparks, who's uh, the female and sings this line, is talking about Jimson weed. And apparently Jimson weed uh, goes back to Jamestown. Uh, there is some psychedelic ingredient in the um, in the weed, and it would get into people's drinking water and like drive whole towns crazy.
0: I heard that being uh, a thing for... Um... The cause of the Salem Witch Trials.
1: It was, uh, what do they call it, Ergo, ergot poisoning? It's uh, it's a mold that forms in rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it causes... Yeah, well, there's,
0: th- that, uh, there's like a number of different things, but yes, yeah. yeah the whole. So, I mean,
1: imagine if you go back in time and you don't know about psychedelics or the existence of such things and you start seeing weird shit. Like, of course it's... Yeah, like an time.
0: elephant running down the street in the middle of the workday. <laughs> right? He's going to take a nap
1: <laughs> and not talk to anybody about it.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so that was, uh, that was their most well known song the uh, next track is If the World Should End in Fire and if, so there are two songs on this album this one If the World Could, Should End in Fire and the last song If the World Should End in Ice so if you, were, if you had this as an LP these songs would be the um, end of each side Gotcha, gotcha So let's take a listen If the world should end in fire The ocean boiling into flame I will watch the last sunrise
0: And think of all the
1: sunny days I'm digging that guy's voice
0: Yeah, um, I really like the uh, chorus kind of thing that we had going on there. It was pretty cool. Like the, uh, It was almost like a barbershop. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it does sort of. Yeah. I mean, you would know better than me. I would. <laughs> I can see where it evokes that. Uh, so the next track is A Shadow Underneath. And, um, it tells a story from what I can tell. Well, I mean, it should probably... I don't know. A woman in an office building late at night by herself.
0: <laughs> Let's go with that. A woman in uh, an office building late at night by herself? Yes. Okay. A shadow underneath. Okay. But she
1: felt something waiting. A shadow underneath. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard um, such a poetic and lonesome song sung about being in an office building. Mm.
0: This song was nice because you it's one of those things like we kind of had it on in the background. Um, and it was just such a chill vibe. Mm. Dude, I, is that like too... Um, that's what I want to say like lacks to say you know
1: yeah it's just one of the things I like about this band like it puts me in sort of a I don't know it's a weird headspace I get when yeah. I put this album on I'm like I'm chilled mm. um just thoughtful just I don't know
0: yeah, like I and, and this takes me good with. I could take a nap with the with it on, like and just like feels so good.
1: Yeah, this seems like this like uh, all right. I'm gonna come up with a new genre of music. It's like hammock music.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to. It's be like yacht memory. rock, but like oh, hammock
1: rock. I hate the term yacht rock. I know. But but I get. I feel ha- you. Yeah. See
0: where I'm going with it? Yeah. though Hammock rock. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna just. Right.
0: Hammock rock.
1: Hammock rock.
0: Pigs nice. feet rock. Sweet.
1: <laughs> uh, this next tune is a little more uh, up tempo. Okay. Um, almost like a spiritual kind of. Uh, it's called Dry Bones. Dry Bones? From the Singing Bones. That's right. You need Dry Bones to sing. Old Enoch, he lived to be 365. When the Lord came and took him back to heaven alive, I saw
0: Enoch lived to be three hundred and sixty-five. Three hundred and sixty-five. You know, um, this really nice upbeat folk feel to the song mm-hmm. um, fits in that like kind of countryish genre. I think we kind of established throughout this episode so far.
1: Yeah, it's almost like gospel. I, I I'm, I'm, I could be mistaken, but I think this is an old spiritual.
0: You know, um, we'll, we'll have to listen to it at some point. I'm saying this so that we won't forget. It's Ronnie of. Um, there's this one-man band, I'll call it. It's just a guy with the guitar, but mm-hmm. his albums are, um, you know, a whole group of things. And it's uh, the Homeless Gospel Choir. It's one guy. Interesting. Um, and it's, it's like a cross between emo and, like, this kind of stuff. Wow. So we'll have to listen to that at some point.
1: That reminds me, like, even more removed. Um, there's this uh, minimalist composer, um, Gavin Bryers. And he has this album called Jesus Blood, um, Never Failed Me, and like he, I guess he was walking through London or something, and there was this homeless guy just singing this one refrain from a spiritual, so he recorded it, and then he loops it, and he has an orchestra come in and out um, at various points, and then he has Tom Waits come in and sing in the background, and it's heartbreaking, mm. Um, mm. amazing, amazing album. Totally off point. Totally (laughs) off point. (laughs) But homeless, you know, so there's a connection. Um, So we were just talking um, while we were listening to Dry Bones. The next song um, is called Fallen Peaches. And apparently when I ripped the CD um, so that I could listen on my various devices, for some reason this song cuts out like right three seconds into it. Um, So this could be a first time for me listening to it uh, Hmm. since I got the CD way back when and God only knows where that even is. <laughs> so here's uh, Fallen Peaches. We came down a black dirt hill between the rows of blooming peaches, and we scattered leaping fogs as we fell into the ditches.
0: Um, the way that this album, this album, oh my God, this song. <laughs> <laughs> starts off um is very
1: cool i'm thinking that this is a civil war so like that's mm-hmm. the image i got in the head of going across the field and oh, i
0: could totally see yeah, that yeah, yeah. this does give me that that sort of era of um
1: yeah that's visualization. gothic american americana
0: yeah i mean I'd, I'd say like you know 1850s ish till like world war one like that era of, of life you know
1: and the um, Brett, the the dude singing. Mm-hmm. If you see a picture of him, like he totally, you could totally put him in a like, yeah, nineteenth century outfit. And he'd I, can I can see it. I
0: could see it. Cool.
1: That was a cool song. That was a really cool song. Uh, and I enjoyed that. So, like, I said, I'm i very familiar with this album. I listen to it all the time, but I haven't heard that song um, in a very, very long <laughs> time. So I enjoyed that. Um, the next song is called White Haven. And uh this is also about, so there's a ballad, so there's a story here going on. So let's uh, check that out. But one with
0: the evening, feathering timbers, under wide elm trees, and shadows are tall, the darkest of beauties, where the bats can share. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But I do think that the beauty of this album, and this song in particular, is that you can just kind of put it on the background, and it's relaxing until you dig into it a little.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then Atmosphere. it becomes
0: creepy. Yeah. Like, I'm picturing in my head, uh, that seems
1: to me like a, um, almost like a fairy tale sort of scenario. Mm. Grim Brothers.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to word that any better than you just did. Definitely a Grim Brothers feel. I, I feel like it is like a, it tries to paint the narrative of a Disney fairy tale, but it's just dark. Yeah, you know,
1: and it's funny. So you mentioned like just playing this music in the background, and then you know if you sort of pay attention, mm-hmm. there's more going on here. This next song, "Sleepy," exactly that. So the first time I was listening to this album, it was just kind of not paying attention, and this song came on, and suddenly, when I heard the lyrics, like I almost shit my pants um, <laughs> because they're singing about. Um, a very specific phenomenon that occurs very rarely, called um, sleep paralysis. Oh my god, that's scary as hell. Um, and I've had that happen a couple times, so I'll, I'll talk a little more after. We listen I, I had that song.
0: happen last night. Did I tell you? Oh that? really? Yeah. No. It was scary. Very scary. It is. It's a not not a. It happened person. a couple times. I, I, I didn't go to sleep for Ooh. a long time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah. So listen, um, this next track, "Sleepy," you'll you'll hear that experience put into. Putting this on. I woke up from a sound sleep. They were all around me. their black eyes shows. Sleep paralysis.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that was it's almost as clear as um what's his name, Magnum, talking about um, Anne Frank.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, so I remember um, I read an article one time about sleep paralysis. Um, and apparently the a lot of people who think they've been abducted by aliens, as what is going on in this song, is that's a, a common phenomenon in sleep paralysis. It's a... a shared uh, what's the word I'm looking for hallucination mm-hmm. that people have of um, gray men in the room yeah. around them um, I remember one time having sleep paralysis and I woke up and there were raccoons running around my head and I was trying to get up and scream and I couldn't and then I woke up
0: you would say there's a, a shared experience like that what's what's the drug that does it with the machine elves the DMT oh yeah yeah everyone has the same trip when they do it
1: yeah um, I had read. I, I can't remember if this is the same article or if I was watching something that was talking about alien abductions. And apparently, they've linked it to um, electromagnetic radiation. Um, because people that with abduction experiences a lot of times like it, it would be people in a ho in a apartment building, which doesn't make sense logistically yeah. to get abducted. Uh, but they've found evidence of EMP. There that um for some reason must be triggering something in the brain. Hmm. Um cool. So crazy. Yeah. So I, I remember when the first time I heard this song, I like I wasn't really paying attention and all of a sudden the the imagery caught me and I was like, Whoa, dude, I've gone through that. <laughs> crazy. Um so the next song is uh the song of a hundred toads. And I'm not gonna say any more than that. I thought,
0: I, thought you, I thought you said toes for a second. <laughs> oh, that's kind of gross. A hundred no. toes. A ah. hundred toads.
1: On my way out to the gold mines Crossing the western hills Me and my little dog Clyde
0: And a horse named Prancing Bell I slept on... The way that you put that made it seem like it was going to be just like a ton of frogs. just. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so that was not that, that at all. That wasn't that at all. <laughs> uh,
1: another little ballad, which is interesting. I was sitting here thinking um, a majority of the albums that we've listened to this season have been um, personal songs. Yeah. You know, uh, bands that are, you know, whether they're emo or they're just, you know, singing about their own stuff, uh, where this album is almost entirely ballads. Mm. Um, which I enjoy. Like, I like storytelling. Yeah. Um, that's one of the, I, I think the difference being, um, and maybe I'm stating the obvious here, is if you're listening to a song that's uh, exploring the, the writer's emotions and stuff, that's something that can you can identify with. It might resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas a story, you know, it's less personal. Right. And I enjoy hearing somebody tell a little ditty, but I'm not necessarily putting myself into that. But I like that. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's what I want.
0: Exactly. I would. I couldn't agree more.
1: So the uh, the song, uh, the, yeah, the song. The album uh, ends with a bookend. Um, if the world should end in ice, if you remember uh, a number of tracks back, we had "If the World Should End in Fire," hmm. uh, which would, if you're, if this was an album, that would be the end of side one. So this is probably the end of side two.
0: Yeah, I, I assume it was a vinyl at some point because that probably. would make perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah, the, and, and these guys are, uh, you know, they're an indie band, so probably um, this came out in... The 2003. 2003, so, um, you know, CDs and digital formats were definitely a thing, but this yeah. was probably yeah, initially released on vinyl. So let's listen to uh, the last song, If the World Should End in Ice. If the world should end in ice. the snowstorms cover me in a blanket of
0: white. Uh, that, that song hit me really hard because, um, as you know, um, I was in a barbershop quartet. Oh, yeah, And that's literally what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I just had an immediate flashback to like 10 years ago when I first started <laughs> doing it. And I'm the one 10-year-old in there, and everybody else is in there like, but is it between 60 and 90? And, um, and it's just like, that, that's what it sounded like to me at 10 years old. doesn't yeah. sound like that anymore because, you know, I'm older, but yeah, um, I hadn't, I just had an immediate flashback.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um, You know, if the world was going to end in ice, I wouldn't mind um, him singing us out on it because
0: get that like
1: chocolate voice. I feel like
0: ice is better than fire.
1: Yeah, I, I would think like ice cold, you fall asleep. Yeah. You get tired, whereas fire, like you're screaming in agony. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm happy that I'm not on fire. Like yeah. every day I'm thankful that I'm not on fire. <laughs>
0: I, I'm also thankful. <laughs> so that was the album. That was a very nice album. Very I that's a um pop in the car and just relax album. I really like it.
1: Yeah, and that's actually like ninety nine percent of the time when I listen to that album. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's good. It's a summertime driving um driving down to mile standish let's drive it down to Miles standish all right so the handsome family uh they are still pretty active um actually i was just on their uh, facebook page earlier today and of course by the time this comes out um this podcast or episode comes out this will be in the past. Um, but they have been doing some online, um, concerts. Uh, they also have a playlist that they just popped up on, um, Spotify of them doing covers of various songs, mm-hmm. some Leonard Cohen, um, Leonard Cohen's good. Yeah. Um, so definitely check out the handsome family.
0: Yeah. And I, trust me, they're not all men.
1: No, <laughs> uh, there's a, yeah, it's a husband and wife duo, um, so, definitely check them out. Um, they have a website, too. We'll link that up on the mm. website when we pop up the episode. Uh, so, what's coming up now? Oh, we have our famous people. Uh, famous. I just. <laughs> famous <laughs> people, oh, yes. Our, yeah, our famous folks Friday.
0: Yeah, we um, have our famous folk um, this Friday, Mr. Colin Mockery, I believe. Of, yes, Colin Mockery. Of whose line is it anyway? Yes, it is. So, that's um, going to be exciting. Yep. And then, Chris, what do we have coming up next week since we decided to change it up in you pick an album, two weeks in a row.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, looking at the local scene, uh, we're um, and I'm excited about this because this is another episode where we actually have somebody from the band coming in and talking. Uh, we're going to be reviewing um, something Saturday, and we, their
0: lead singer Aaron Christian is going to join us uh, to talk about the the process of making that album. Yeah, my people talk to his people. He's available, so we're looking forward to. It. Having a minute talk. Excellent. So that, that should be exciting. Yeah. Um, so make sure you
1: check in Friday uh, for our famous folks and then uh, back in for next Wednesday. And that is also uh, next Wednesday's episode is going to be our final episode for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go into a brief hiatus as we kind of um, spitball season two because um, we love reviewing albums, but we're looking at doing some other esoteric stuff
0: as well. And uh, don't forget, also on Sundays, we're still doing our live stream, I believe. So um, check in with that. Yeah, check us out.
1: Uh, nothing like a live conversation. We're looking for that, uh, you know, immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a special guest on one of our last ones. We're going to try to to shake it up and keep
0: that content interesting. So, so thank you for joining us on another week of Esoteric of Podcast, and we will see you this Friday. Don't forget to stop in Esoteric Podcast.